Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending upon where you are in the world at this time. This is a global radio show, and we have listeners from all over the world. My name is Daryl Thornton Sr., and on behalf of T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio, I'd like to welcome you to our show, and it's entitled, In This Place. Today, we will continue to discuss gun control and gun uh, reform and the impact that guns have on our youth today as well as others. There have been a lot of shootings. Uh, A lot of individuals are being uh, shot, actually, not only in their own neighborhoods and outside of their neighborhoods, but what has been more prevalent is that there have been a lot of mass shootings uh, especially speaking about the uh, last school shooting um, in Florida. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss uh, whether or not uh, 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 gun laws should be changed. And if they should be changed, will our young people have an impact on such a change? Uh, before we get into our discussion today, as as always, I'd like to uh, introduce our co-host, uh, and I'm going to go right to my left and introduce our very unique co-host, Mr. Deacon Brian Carter. How you doing, Deke? What's going on, my brother? Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Um, welcome to In This Place, whether you're, I always say whenever you're around the corner or <laughs> around the world, um, whether you're listening now or in the future, we welcome you to In This Place. It's great to know that there are people out there who want to seek um, more information, want to seek the truth, whether it's our truth, your truth, or the truth of those who pour, um, who pour it out into the um, media. We welcome you to enter this space, and we hope you sit back and have a great listen. Thank you, Deacon Carter. Uh, this is Daryl Thornton Sr. back once again. And, uh, you know, Deke, the last time we were discussing it, um, uh, this particular uh, topic, gun control and gun laws, and we were speaking about the power that the uh, NRA has, um, we were talking about our, you know, I use this term loosely, uh, President Trump, um, with all of the, with with, with his forever changing uh, positions. Uh, on gun control. Uh, He'll say one thing and then uh, he'll say another. Um, But what really disturbs me is the fact that he actually wants to, and and it comes back to me now, Deke, because we were speaking about this with uh, um, the the chief last week. He actually wants to arm uh, teachers 
Uh, and the, the, as far as I'm concerned, there's not enough training that a teacher can even go through. And it would put our youth in our school systems at a greater risk. Um, but before I even go on to that, because, you know, he's telling, he's saying, and even though I believe in the Second Amendment, uh, the right to bear arms, you, 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 know, you, you cannot just bear arms outside of the home walking around like this is uh, the Midwest and the Old West um, and, and just, you know, uh, um, flaunting guns. You can't do that. I, I do believe in the right uh, to protect yourself your, and your family. But, again, before I, I get into that, I just like, because I like what you did last week. I, I want you to go over and just review what the Second Amendment actually is. Because you know what, man? A lot of cats don't know. They don't really know what the Second Amendment is. Can you do that you know, for me? Yeah, when they are, when people when people talk about the Second Amendment, the most the everybody <laughs> the everybody remembers about the Second Amendment is um the right to bear and keep arms. Right. Okay. Okay, and granted it does say that. But um However, right? Go ahead. How, yeah, there is a there is a however there. Mhm. Um, the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment starts off say, stating, and I'll, I'll say it again: a, uh, the Constitution reads, "A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall but, shall not be infringed." <laughs> now, the, to read the way the way this was written, and we have to remember when it was written. It was written so that the people of the United States, whenever called upon to be part of a militia, would be able to bear arms and be a part of that militia. That's my interpretation. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. That's mm -hmm. my interpretation. But mm -hmm. if, you read, if you read what the words say, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the mm -hmm. right of the people to keep and bear arms shall, be not, shall not be infringed. Mm -hmm. That's just that's how I that's how I um that's how I interpret it. Yeah, and 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 just the fact, and that's why I wanted you to bring that up again, because just the fact that we're talking about a well organized militia, okay? That's why these these and 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 what year was that written? Do you have that? Do you have that? Because uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak it about. I'm going to speak about gun control a little later on from an analytical um, perspective. But right now, uh -huh. what I'd like for you to do is, uh, again, do you have when, because you mentioned you got to... I believe uh, I, I did mention it last week. I believe it was written in, in 17, <clears throat> 1778 or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. I could, be, I, could exactly. Be a year, I could be a year or two off, but I believe it was in 1778. Yeah, mm -hmm. which really doesn't really uh, mean a thing if you're a year or and, two off. And it has not um, been amended, been right. amended, or, or not, I don't even want to say corrected, but it has not been amended to uh, coincide with what the <coughs> NRA is talking about now. Right, exactly. And I, so I when don't you think keep it, on, um, I, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to keep that. So when you keep on, when you keep on referring to the Second Amendment, amendment, what part are you talking about? Are you talking about right, the whole exactly. thing, or are you just talking mm -hmm. about the bits and pieces that you want to bring out to to further your um, to further your agenda for everybody having a gun. Right, right, right. 
And, and, and there are certain amendments that need to be amended, okay? I mean, you, you're talking about hundreds of years, and some things, um, you know, need to uh, be taken a look at. Um, but, you know, and I'm not even going to throw all this on this knucklehead president of ours. We has, we've had some other presidents that should have taken a look at it as well because they need to be amended. Times change tr- tremendously. Um, and right now, we're, we're not really speaking about militias, let alone well-organized militias. But um, we, so that's what I'm saying. We need to take a look at these laws. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's amazing now because our young people who are the ones who are being so impacted, and as I said, I'm going to speak analytically about it later on, about suicides and homicides, you know, and uh, um, African-Americans and um, uh uh, being murdered in the streets because the, the, the guns are so easily accessible. Um, but for the most part, regardless, our young people as a majority are being the victims of, of, of uh, at the end of these weapons. Um, and whether, I can tell you one, can I tell you one thing else I found out? <clears throat> when people were going through the Second Amendment, and because, of course, over the years people have gone through the Second Amendment, uh, <clears throat> uh, some scholars point to the uh, language as a well-regulated mi- militia to argue that the, the framers intended only to restrict Congress from legislating away from the state's right to defend. Scholars have come to call this theory the collective rights theory. A collective rights theory of the Second Amendment asserts that citizens do not have an individual right to possess guns and that local, state, and federal legislative bodies, therefore, possess the authority to regulate firearms without implicating a constitutional right. Did you, did you catch all that? <laughs> I, know, I know that's a mouthful. Yeah, I, I did, and, and that's exactly why, uh, Deacon Carter, I wanted you to talk about that because it's very important um, that our listeners are aware Again, a lot of our listeners are not aware of the Second Amendment. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, most of our listeners are aware of the Second Amendment. However, I need to say that while individuals are aware of the Second Amendment, they don't really realize, understand exactly what the Second Amendment constitutes. So we're going to get more into that. And I see that we have a couple of callers on the, uh, on the line who have joined our radio show. We have North Jersey and we have Texas. I am extremely interested in speaking with Texas because I have a feeling that that is my main man. That is my family member, actually, who is on from Texas. Um, and, and if it's uh, the individual, I, I think it is, this brother is a miracle. He is a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, hold on, Texas. Uh, I, I'm going to get to you, but first I want to uh, go to North Jersey because uh, I, I want to know if uh, our other co-host has joined in. Has, has, has he joined in? Well, yes, sir. How y'all doing? Good. Okay, so, so this is my brother, Reverend Gardner. How you doing, Reverend Gardner? That's great. How about you guys? Good. I'm good. Okay, hold, on one, good. hold on one minute, Reverend Gardner. Let me just... Sure. Uh, let me just yeah. see if uh, Deacon uh, Brooks is on the phone. Deacon, did you call in? Okay, so North Jersey, you, you're there. Who, who are you, North Jersey? State your name and if you have a question or comment. 
Okay, so we have a listener on North Jersey. Reverend Gardner is our uh, resident uh, guest, and I'm going to get to him in a minute. But before I do that, I want to go to Texas. Texas, please state your name. Yes, and sir. Do you have a question or comment? What's your name? I just, I'm just listening. My name is Jason Parker. Yes, and sir. I'm just listening today. God bless you all. God bless you all too, Jason. Man, I love you, dude. What's up, man? Oh man, it's so it's so good to hear your voice. Let me tell y'all something, man. This is my family member, Cat Jack. This is my family member, and not only uh, have I known this guy all, almost all of his life, you know, that's the kind of family we have. Um, we we are family members, uh, not biologically, but through marriage. And um, as far as I'm concerned, what God has put together, whether it's biologically uh, cohesive. Uh, forming a, a co- uh, forming a bond that will last forever, or if you were born uh, together, uh, let no man separate that, and we won't. This brother is a miracle. I'm so happy to hear his voice because, uh, you know, if God, is, God did it before, he can do it again, and he's done it again. This brother has just come out of a very, very severe motorcycle accident. Reverend Gardner, I want you to listen to this. Because, um, you know, let me let me just digress a moment because I need to say that, you know, um, this is our ministry and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm real happy and glad to be in the service once again. And I know Jason yeah. is as well. Um, he was in a severe uh, uh, motorcycle accident that threw, threw the whole family uh, um, for a loop across across the nation. And, wow. you know, God has healed him. We know that God is a healer. And he, he brought him back. Jason, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about guns, man, but you're, you're a special guy to me, and you're a miracle. Um, tell us about that experience before we continue. Will you? Do you feel like doing that? Yes, sir. I was, I was in, a, in a motorcycle wreck. I've been in a coma for a month and a half, and God brought me back. And let me tell you, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a very touchy situation I'm in rehabilitation, and my wife has been by my side 26 years, and she could have left. And when they said that, you know, you might want to think about arrangements, my queen said, arrangements for what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what What afterlife are you talking about? He's not mm-hmm. going nowhere. So, you know, I thank God that I have a godly woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Thank they you, tried Jason. to pull a hog yeah. on me, and my mm-hmm. wife said no. She said no. And yes, I'm yes. glad you're talking about guns because right now they took all my guns because I had a brain injury. And last mm-hmm. Saturday, my best friend came to my home, and they cleaned out my gun rack. I'm in Texas, so yes, I keep guns at the house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that, that the doctor has the authority to tell my wife, you know, that I'm not fit to have guns in my house. That upset me. No, right. I'm not suicidal. I'm not right. crazy. God brought me through drugs and alcohol. I'm grateful for that. I'm celebrating mm-hmm. 10 years clean and sober. Praise God. And, you know, that's all God. He, he brought me through this. He gave me a beautiful wife, and she's mm-hmm. been by my side through all of this. 
She mm-hmm. never once told me to sell the bike. You know, we won't have bikes in our home. She never said that. Mm-hmm. She never asked mm-hmm. me to sell the Corvette. She just <clears throat> stuck by me. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with my rock waller and my pit bull, but I don't have any weapons in the house. Mm-hmm. Because the doctor said they have to go. <clears throat> what mm-hmm. gives him the right to govern my house? Mm-hmm. You know, she... I, I'm a Second Amendment guy. Mm-hmm. But I understand what she feels and I understand that I have a brain injury. And mm-hmm. I've never had one before. I act like I did, but I really didn't. <laughs> And you know what? And you know what, Jason? I, and I thank you for that testimony, my brother. You know, you and I have both. Um, you you know how we used to do, man. So you know we have testimonies. You're, we're talking yes, about sir. drugs and alcohol and gangsterism, and you know how we used to do, man. And once yes, God brings you through that, um, you know, you know that that there is a a, a God. You know, your, your your belief and your faith is. And your walk becomes so strong. And this is what we're talking about, Deacon Carter and Reverend Gardner. And we have a yeah. call on East, from East Virginia. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But, you know, there is a thin line when you start speaking about the Second Amendment because yeah. you have a TBI. A TBI is a traumatic brain injury, and that's what you have, right, Jason? Yes, sir. TBI, right. So, I mean, I understand the fact that the doctors need to report that, but we're not talking about. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorders, he has never had any type of um, uh, mental issues or some violent issues. Uh, the brother has guns in his house to protect not only himself but his family. And this is what I was saying that's to right. you, Deacon Carter. Um, you know, we that's why the Second Amendment needs to be um, amended. And if it was amendment amended, then perhaps it would not have impacted my brother Jason in that manner. Um, because if, if you were able to purchase the guns, um, and, uh, you know, and, and we know that you purchased the guns for uh, protection of the family, then, uh, you know, that needs to be taken a look at. Uh, but what I'm concerned about are uh, how easily it is to purchase guns without restrictions. But there were restrictions when Jason purchased the guns. So, that's right. we, we, you know, th- that's a lot of stuff, Jason, man. We're going to continue to talk about it. Reverend Gardner, I want to get you in here. Um, okay. Let me just find out, Reverend Gardner, who's on, who's calling from East Virginia. Please unmute him, Brian. State your, excuse me, state your name, and do you have a question or comment? Dee Dee Panero. Nope, just listening in. Dee Dee Panero. Oh, my God. <laughs> is this a family affair or what? This is a family affair, Jason. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it Bella, is. Bella, we're so happy to hear this young lady's voice. We have been friends wow. for over 30 years. Yes. Uh, she is like family as well. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, Jason, please tell us the relationship between you and Dee Dee Panero. This is my aunt, sir. She's in Virginia, and I'm in Texas. I can't believe she's on the line. I tell you, I tell you, God you know, is so good. God, is so good. God does Go some mysterious things, doesn't he? 
Yeah, they really do. Yes. Let me tell you, uh, people, this young lady is not only is she a spiritual woman, uh, not only is she a beautiful woman, but she's an extremely intelligent woman. And let me, and, and, and I can go on and on about being lovely and talented because she has the voice of an angel. Um, uh, we need to get her, Deacon Carter, uh, in our choir, okay? <laughs> she, would just, she would just float on. So this is wonderful, Dee. Thank you for calling in. I Thank really you. appreciate it. I want you I'm to glad to be to here. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I want you to continue to listen. Oh, and, and also she's an entrepreneur and has a couple of, um, and has sung professionally as well. So um, I want to get right over to uh, Deacon, uh, I'm sorry, not Deacon, but Reverend Gardner. Reverend Gardner, you've heard some of the comments and questions that we've had uh, at, to, to this point. What do you think about this, Reverend Gardner? I, I, I thank God for the uh, the, um, the gentleman who went through the accident and, and able to testify. That's a, that's a powerful testimony. And also, that can be a blessing to many people. And uh, also, before we go too far, uh, Brother Darrell, uh, the picture you sent to me uh, the other day, I, thought, I looked at it, I said, wow. And uh, I thought about how <laughs> back in the days how we all had a different look. But, but listen. But look at us now, right? Like what the Lord has done for us. Because we all, look at us now. That's right. Nobody, we don't look like what we've all been through. We've all been through some stuff, but the Lord has turned all, all, all of us around somewhere <laughs> somehow. From, but, um, yes, sir. But get back on the other side. Uh, Brother Brian was speaking when I just came on. But you know what? A lot of time what we do in this, in, in this, this country, we use a lot of cliches. For instance, the, the Second Amendment has become a cliché. And so we pretty much they use this to kind of like uh, cover mm-hmm. over stuff, to, you know, to try to move on. For instance, um, talking about the the, uh, the schools and stuff. Now, number one, you remember the movie Lean on Me? How how uh, when uh, what's it called came in the school on the East Side in Patterson, New Jersey, how he yes. cleaned the school up, and people got mad. They didn't like that. So so what I'm saying here is that in order for us to change things in this country. Or anywhere, there had to be some tough choices made, and we don't want to make tough choices. So what we do, we use cliches, um, and and we say something to kind of put a cover on it to kind of shut people down. But but here's what I say: we got we got to do, and and a lot of people might not agree with that. But we got to get to the point where um, remember you can walk in the courthouse, um, you just go and sit. Now you walk in the courthouse, you got to. Empty your pocket, take your belt off. You got to take your shoes off. You got to do everything um, when you go in the courthouse or, or, or some kind of federal building. But however, right, right. But, but 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 then when you go through all that, you know you're safe. You know what I'm saying? You, you feel a certain amount of safety. So right, what right. am I saying here? So what I'm saying here is that the school gonna have to get to a point where they're gonna have the same kind of setup. And not, right. I mean, because the, the teacher shouldn't have to worry about. Her. Uh, all this, all this. Our teacher got enough job trying to teach the school, uh, the kids rather than trying to um, be the policeman. So what I'm saying, um, schools gonna get to a point where now they're gonna have some guards at the door. Uh, uh, those those um, <coughs> that detect people when they walk in with certain items. It's gonna have to come to that. But but we, we they don't want to deal with that. They rather uh, you know put a bandaid on and hoping that that's gonna work. But it's not gonna work. We gotta get to make tough choices. In this life, and, and matter of fact, I got I got I got news for you, um, brother Darrell, brother John, go to mm-hmm. uh, the church that we used to go to called Community Baptist Church, 
Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. community the church on the, uh, any given Sunday especially, um, there are people in the church that are packing. So uh, if right. you uh, have some intent to come in that church and do some harm, you, you're going right. to face some, 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 some issues there. I mean, let me put it that way. You, you, you're not going to just walk in and have your way. So what I'm saying here, right. if, if churches can do it, why can't school do it? You follow what I'm saying? So, so <clears throat> in, in churches, churches are getting to the point where they have to have security. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. It, it's, and, and listen, we, I remember years ago, uh, all of us, we could just walk into a church and pray and sit down. And, and, but the Bible mm-hmm. also said, watch, watch the weather's praise. So get to the point where we got all we have to think more about security, and but let exactly. let security and let security do security and let the teachers teach. I said I'm not for that. For that. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you need uh, today. You're right. You know, um, yourself uh, still a member of uh, Community right. Baptist Church in Englewood, New Jersey. Uh, I'm right. a member. Uh, Deacon Carter's a member. We'll be there tomorrow. Um, and, and you need more than just arm bearers now. You know, as, as you just stated, we do have uh, police officers as, as security. Um, as right. Some of these smaller towns, um, and yeah. history will dictate um, yeah. that individuals have just walked in there and, and slaughtered uh, reverends and, and, and pastors and, you know, associate ministers and, and things of that sort. But you're right. You're going to have you're going to have a force to reckon with if you come in the community Baptist church because you know they're going to be fine back. Uh, and I, I hope I'm not putting a boo, for lack of a better yeah. term, on community Baptist right. church. Hope that never happens because also right. my right. children and my grandchildren attend. Um, but mm. it would be it would be unbelievable uh, to me if anyone was hurt. But that's what I'm saying. Um, uh, we've been speaking about uh, security, and that is the answer. You know, put up a uh, uh, in the school systems. Put up um, a metal detector. Have a, right. a police officer or an armed guard there because you don't need teachers. You know, with some of their psychological issues. Uh, that I, right. And I know because I worked for the Bergen County Courts for over almost twenty years, and I know. And I used to visit uh, the schools to. Uh, you know, I work with individuals with behavioral problems and um, criminal charges, so I know some of the psychological issues some of the anxiety and the impulsivity levels that some of these teachers go through. And uh, if you'll just think about it, just a couple of weeks ago, a, a, a teacher who was not even authorized to carry a gun but had a weapon in school, and he, yeah. started, he became very anxious and started discharging it outside of the window. But that's what I'm saying. These incidents um, are um, uh, really – preclude individuals in the home, like my brother Jason is saying. Because they do that, it impacts us as well with the yeah. weapons that we may have or may not have in our homes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why the Second Amendment needs to be amended, because we need to uh, bear arms and we need to have weapons in our homes to protect our family members and ourselves, our wives, our husbands, our children, our grandchildren. But it needs to be amendment because there needs to be, um, I should say, more stringent uh, restrictions with purchasing the weapon because uh, that's where it starts. But the NRA is not going to allow that to happen because the NRA is not really making money. And this is what we spoke about last time, Deacon Carter, um, on uh, just uh, a sale of a weapon they're making money on memberships, and, and they're making money on the manufacturing of the weapons. Yes. Deacon Carter, what do, what do you think, my brother? You know, I was reading an article the other, I think it was yesterday, 
where the uh, NRA has donated, I think, about either $7.4 or $10 million to various school systems for their programs, their ROTC programs and their um, and their um, gun clubs and stuff. And so the NRA has their hands and feet in a lot of things, and that's one of the reasons why they nobody wants to do anything about the NRA. As a matter of fact, I was also reading an article today where the, far, the Florida governor finally signed a bill on gun restrictions. Yeah. That's right. But he didn't sign. He right. didn't. He didn't state that. Um, he didn't. He didn't state a couple of things. A couple of things he didn't state. But he also put in there that you know he wanted to enable some teachers and other school employees to carry guns. But I, you know, I, I, I just I have a problem with that. I mean, our children are supposed to be going to school to learn. Yes. And and to have fun. And to interact with with other with other students and fam uh, and other students and friends, and now here we have the schools becoming gun states. I mean, you know, what are we supposed to do now? Be scared to send our children to school? That's what it's coming to. <clears throat> That's what it's coming to. But uh, uh, listen, but also go back to a point where we. Um, <clears throat> Again, you know what? In order to make um, hard choices, uh, changes the hard choices. For instance, you look at uh, President Obama when he was president. <coughs> he, he mm-hmm. made some hard cho- some hard choices to get the, the economy uh, back together. He um, he loaned General Motors some money. He loaned uh, you know the, those those manufactured um, company money, and he faced a lot of flack over that. But he, that was a hard decision for him to make, and he was almost like standing alone with that. But he made choices, um, and then he, he put the country back on track as far as economic, uh, economic uh, situation. And we, that's why we're strong today than, than uh, what we, and even though the other guy is taking credit for it, but it's um, uh, President Obama that really uh, put things in, in back on track. And uh, we all kind of reaping a blessing, even though the market been going to, up and down a little bit uh, lately because of some other, other stuff that's been going on. But, however, uh, my point is that is had, had uh, President Obama made those tough choices, who knows where we would be uh, this day, um, you know, with our economy. Because, again, it's not easy making um, tough choices. A lot of times we, we like to make what's, what is uh, easy or make everybody happy. But sometimes yeah. uh, <clears throat> we've got to make, make a stand somewhere. And a lot of times, we, we, when you make a stand, it's, all, it's not always popular. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, you're going That's to face a hardship and persecution, and and sometimes even uh, even just our in our life uh, against family members. Uh, sometimes we have a, a dispute among the family, and sometimes you got you got to say to the family member, "Hey, you're wrong," you know. And and sometimes uh, uh, a whole bunch of them will turn against you. But guess what? But you got to stand for, for what you believe in, or, or especially if you believe it's right, and, and go from there. But, but it's it's easy to do what is popular, um, but but it's a lot harder to do what's right. You know what I mean? So when you do what's right, it's gonna cost a lot of um, stuff for you. So you're gonna be some sleepless nights and some hardship and some heartburn and stuff. But so able, so my point here, this country gonna have to make some hard choices, and I don't think we'll do it. Then go back to what Brother Brian was saying. One thing about the, the NRA, don't forget them, 
they are they probably one hundred percent Republican, and Republican got a lot of money. Well, and, and, well you know what? That's what they're doing. I'm, you know, sorry to cut you off, but you're absolutely right, uh, Reverend Gardner. That's what it is. I mean, you know, the NRA itself, um, uh, which is which is a huge organization. Uh, they have. M- just so much money, uh, yes. and, and they don't care about anything else. They don't care about lives. Right. They care about exactly. this money exactly. continuing, uh, the, right. the, 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 continuing to make this money. But I want to just look at this, look at this from an analytical perspective for a moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then I want to get back to uh, Brother Jason um, because you were talking about the assess- We were talking about the accessibility of guns, and because of yes. that, um, each year. More than tw- now, check this out. More than twenty thousand children and youth under the age of twenty are killed or injured by firearms in the United States. So we're not concerned about any other country at this point because we're speaking about the United States. Um, right, even though right. this is a global radio show, uh, all the calls are free to come come into this radio show, and we have listeners all over the world, including Africa, that call in. Um, but the lethality of guns as well as their easy accessibility to young people. These are the reasons why firearms are the second leading cause of death among young ages, especially, and I'm talking young ages, I'm talking 10 to 19. Only, Jason, and and you know, you you, um, uh, can attest to this, only motor vehicle accidents claim more young lives. Uh, I just want to say real quick that a majority of youth Gun deaths are homicides. Now, suicides also account for about one-third of all youth gun deaths and unintentional shootings for about 7% of those deaths. Okay? I'm going to hold off on there for a moment. i got a lot of stuff running around in my head. But if you think about it, I'm going to digress for a moment. If you think about it, it's all because of the easy accessibility of guns to young people. Brother Jason, what do you think about that? Because this impacts you. Here in Texas, we have gun shows every weekend. There's a gun show somewhere. And all you got to have is cash. Cash is king. And young people people here in Texas can go out and purchase a gun pretty pretty easily. When I was growing up, the cowboys here... They have rifles in the excuse me in the windows of their trucks, and it yeah. was like it was nothing. It was nothing, and now wow. to go and purchase a gun is very easy if you have cash. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what we're gonna do about it. It starts at the home. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm just saying that. Go ahead. Uh, can I say something? Where's the men? Where's the men? Where's the church? Where's the men? Uh, Where's the men that we supposed to be governing our homes and our youth? Mm-hmm. It's up to us to go and govern them. Mm-hmm. But but, so, uh, but but Jason, uh, let me yes, go back to something. Listen, remember years ago we had this discussion before. Years ago, we had a thing that it takes a village to raise um, a, a family or, or kids or whatever the case may be. But these days, the, 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 the community is not involved in, in, in rearing kids anymore because you can't get involved because uh, it, it's just different now. I mean, like years ago, 
uh, somebody could beat me and you and uh, Brother John or somewhere you in the neighborhood and you messed up, you could, you could get punished by somebody else, not your parents. But you can't do these uh, these days. You can't. The only thing, uh, is, is, we're limited. Let me put it this way. We're limited to the things we can do as far as, uh, and then the, the, let me go to the other point. The church are involved. But, again, the church has to be careful, too, how they, they um, uh, deal with issues because uh, everybody now wants to sue everybody, uh, everybody in the uproar. And now here's another thing, but Jason. Why is it that, man, uh, when, when I was coming along, I worked hard. I, I did a little side job to make money. Uh, I worked, and, and, and that's why I saved a few dollars. Now, how is these young, young brothers these days can go buy guns and don't have a job? You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, they can come home with a with with, with Nike sneakers and five or six hundred dollars sneakers and all kinds of stuff like that, and they're not even questioned. So I, I can't go nobody's home and try to correct them. I can only handle my own home because if I go if I it's next door here, we got some people we got some people next door here, and they don't dare you to mess, say something to their kids, even though they're wrong. You know they do stuff, and you say something that makes it like. Mind your own business. It ain't, it ain't, you know, so I'm, I'm saying here, uh, and, I, and I know there's a few things we can do, but what I'm saying, Jason, it's very tough now to get involved with other people's kids now because you can get you can get beat up, shot down, or, or all kinds of stuff now because it's just that's not easy to go in, even somebody home and mess with people's kids. And, and, and society, and again, how old do these guns get in the neighborhood? First of all, it's just like, uh, years ago, I heard the expression about um, the black neighborhood. Uh, they're, they're used as mules. Places are mules. Mules are used to transport stuff here and there. Uh, uh, the black community is used. Uh, young people, they're, uh, they're mules. For instance, they bring drugs into our community and dump it there. And our young people fight over it. Like you throw a, a, a bone in the yard for a bunch of dogs. They're all fighting over and, and trying to get that one bone. Well, that's what they do with, the, with, the, with our neighborhood. They throw drugs in, the, in our neighborhood, and, 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 and they fight over territory who's trying to sell the stuff. And, and so what, they don't mind killing one another trying to sell their drugs. Also, they make sure they got guns, what, what, what they can do with them. I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me digress. I'm real quick, I'm going to get off and let y'all say something. Years ago, me, I was about to sell, try to sell some marijuana. And this is my personal story. And... I, I could get the, I could get some ounce of marijuana pretty cheap by trying to sell it. So, uh, me, I know, I, you know, I didn't want to go to jail. I was kind of nervous about going to jail. So what I did, I knew a guy that they kind of hang on the street all 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 day long, and I, I was going to get him to, to sell the drugs. So, so him and I talked with this guy. I said, okay, fine. So I got the drugs and got some some marijuana, and he was supposed to sell it. He sold it and had a party with my with my money. Now. Now, I, so so now I'm in that back in the days I was packing, you know what I mean. So so the, now here's my point. Um, how do I handle that? Now he took my money, and, and, and he took my took the drugs and sold it, made and had a party, and now he don't have my money. How do I handle that? You know, you can't call the cops and say the, you know he he took my drugs and, and sold it. So so my point is, the, the 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 community is policing themselves. Now I had to make a decision back in those days. Do I take him out? Or do I just let it go? Because if I can't sell it myself, then we're gonna have a problem. So you know what I decided to do? Leave it alone. Because if I ain't not really, if I'm not willing to go out in the street and handle this stuff myself, then I, then I'm gonna have a problem. So what I'm saying here is that um, the, the the drugs community police themselves, 
and in another community to dump it in our community. They don't care about us. My pastor preached last week, 35% of the young black men are, are, are in jail. 35% they're, they're in jail of young black men. You know, because, you know, it's a, because, so now, um, and uh, now young black men in, is in the street all the time at night. Where is their parents? How can I tell him to get off the street? And they, they, we don't want curfews. They say, oh, is the city said, let's do a curfew. No, we don't want no curfew. We want our kids to be free. Free to do what? Be shot down in the street? So I don't know. It's, we we yeah. got a lot of issues, a lot of problems, but, yeah. but, but we yeah. don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Jason, you want to respond to that? You know what? I was listening to the gentleman, to the pastor, and, you know, when I was growing up on Henry Street, my neighbors can chastise me, and my yes. grandfather would have a party yes. and invite them to the house. Mm. You know, and like the gentleman said, it was up to you what you were going to do. You gave the gentleman your weed, and he sold it, and he had a party. So he had a choice. See, I don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and right from wrong. I eat mm. from the tree of the knowledge of life. I I, mm-hmm. I eat from the tree of life. And you had to make a decision. Let him make right. it, chalk it up to game, or take him out. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's consequences exactly. and repercussions. Yes. And then you can pick the kick, but you can't pick the kick back. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Like you know that. what I mean by that? <laughs> you can pick what you're going to do, but you can't pick what you're going to get. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> Jason, I tell you, man, it's so good to hear hear you speak, my brother. Um, you and I have not talked in many, many years. I think the last time you and I sat down and kicked it was um, when I was living on Elmore Avenue in Englewood when I was uh, married to Ronnie, and, and you know how that went. <laughs> we just, uh, all kinds of things were going on um, as far as Jason and I were concerned. Um, but I won't get into that right now, but the, the reason I bring that up is because when you're younger, you don't have the sagacity, the wisdom, the knowledge to make the appropriate decisions like you did, uh, Reverend Gardner. And what Jason was saying you can pick this, but you can't pick yeah. that. So the consequences right. will follow you. You know, as, as you get a little older, you become yeah. a little more wiser and, and you can, uh, you know, choose. Because I've been through the same thing. I'm sure we all have testimonies about guns. You know, I remember um, I, I was actually uh, uh, have bullet fragments in my back from live, when I was living in Harlem um, and in the Bronx. And I, I, I recall in McKay Park getting into a shootout because I was so young. It was crazy. It was crazy, yeah. man. You know, and I chose, you know, to make those decisions. Praise, praise the Lord, I didn't, you know, hit anybody because I was in, everybody knew it was me, you know. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. So, you know, uh, again, um, you know, it's because uh, not only the fact that we were younger, but we were able to obtain these weapons. You see, now that, you know, you, you, you become a, a more diligent um and productive citizen within our society, and you're older, these laws should not impact you, uh, but they do. And and I want to get off into that also. Uh, will our young people have an impact on the changing of the laws because they are involved? 
Um, yeah. Didi, I want I want to run to you real quick because you've been a little, you know, you've been quiet, and I know you've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, we could go we could go way back when you and I were in high school. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with your husband Lefty, who was in the uh-huh. service. You yes. know, who obviously had accessibility to weapons, mm-hmm. but. Uh, because of the, the discipline that this brother had, was able to handle weapons. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just got a thought out there. Unfortunately, Didi's husband passed away. He was a good guy, too, a real good guy. And, 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 and you, you two guys have children, and now yeah. you have grandchildren. So these, <laughs> these, these laws, the easy accessibility of guns to young people, who, as bro- Brother Jason just said, does not have the ability to make uh, the uh, uh, appropriate decisions with weapons, and we were the same way when we were younger, um, will impact your family as well. Your beautiful children, your beautiful children. What do you think about that, Dee? Well, the situation nowadays is really, really bad for the kids coming up. Um, I remember that there was a time when we used our fists. We didn't have guns. We weren't using guns. We were using our fists, and the next day you were friends. Good point. So here here in Virginia Beach, we have 11 o'clock curfew. So our kids cannot stay out any later. (laughs) That's the reason why I moved close to the resort area, because I knew they'd take care of the resort. Mm -hmm. So our kids need to be in at 11 11 p.m., no matter what. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a good thing, and that's that's something that we need all over the place right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, agree with, with that. that too. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, Reverend Gardner, you were just saying that, you know, yes. you were just saying yeah. that, and you know, if yeah. the communities uh, come together, then uh, you know, curfews can be established. But you know, the the young people have to be a part of that because the young people are going to be the ones that rebel. But, you see, mm-hmm. these laws that, that Didi's talking about have probably been in existence for many, many, many years. And they probably also, uh, it, it's a resort area. So you have older individuals involved as well. But to, to establish that in other communities, we need to bring the young people and, and get them involved. And now our young people are getting involved. And guess why? Because they are the victims. They are the victims. They mm-hmm. are the victims. They are the mm-hmm. victims. What do you think, Deacon Carter? Well, um, two things. Um, Yes, the young people are getting involved now, and why does it take our youth to wake people up to the realization that something needs to be done? And not only that, but um, Brother Jason said before that um, he couldn't understand why they took away his guns after a tragic um, accident. But um, unfortunately, and and this is not an excuse, but unfortunately that is the law. When you have a um, traumatic brain injury, and and as a matter of fact, what they're supposed to be doing before you even buy the gun is checking you out to see that you have mental issues or mental stability or or anything. But uh, once you have the gun, it, 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 it seems kind of redundant to go back and then take the guns out. Right. I mean, but this this is the law that's on the books that, you know, I, I think it's kind of like he said, he um, he was only using them for protection around the house, and I'm sure they were probably under lock and key. 
but you know, I, I that's I guess it's a safeguard to guard you to guard yourself from doing any harm to yourself or your family. I think it's kind of stupid, but hey, this is this mm-hmm. is the country that we live in now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, and, in fact, and yes, in fact, as you stated, the youth are starting to get involved, and the more the youth push, the you know, if we push back harder against the youth and they push, how does that make the adults look? This is, that's the only reason why that law was signed into effect excuse me, in Florida is because the youth pushed. They didn't get mm-hmm. they didn't get every they didn't get everything they wanted, but they got the majority of the things that they wanted to get passed. Now but, why but you know, as why as we as the the adults who do the voting to elect these officials in can't do the same thing, push back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and, and you uh, know because we don't. As, 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 that's right, we don't. We don't. And, and the reason we don't is because of the money situation. But now that the young people are involved, as like Didi just said and Reverend Gardner said about these curfews, um, mm-hmm. I think that because these young people have been victims for so long, I mean, they're coming in just shooting up people. Um, uh, our, our youth, our kids, you know, my, my kids could have been in there, you know. Even when I was visiting the schools, I could have been in there. But I think they would be more um, susceptible to, um, to curfew laws if it would coincide with reforming the gun laws. Uh, getting back to what you said as well, uh, Deacon Carter, I think it is redundant that Brother Jason has to be impacted by this because he's already had his guns. I, I, I can understand uh, what a traumatic brain injury is, and I can fully understand some concern about traumatic brain injury, okay? But I don't think that uh, the weapons should be f- from a responsible individual who's already purchased these weapons. Um, I don't think that he, he or she should be impacted after the fact. Maybe some monitoring. Can go can go on, but to completely confiscate uh, the weapons and leave your family defenseless is something that I think is a waste of time. When um, our, our, our community leaders, uh, our, um, our, our leaders within uh, the legislature and government, and I know because I'm I'm affiliated with them, uh, could be spending that valuable time on um, uh, easy accessibility and conforming and reforming gun laws and the Second Amendment as well. Uh, Reverend Gardner, let's start with you, brother. Brother John, uh, listen, down in uh, near Atlanta, one of those communities in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, down here, um, they have passed a law where um, if your uh, your kids are under 17 years old, they're going to make the parents responsible for them. If If they commit a crime, they can make them responsible See, it comes back to a point again, being responsible. And don't forget, a lot of the young kids that are, that are, um, are protesting now is one that kind of got their head on, on together. A lot of these people that they're running the street all day long, they ain't thinking about no protest. They don't want to change no curfew. They don't want no curfew. They want to be out wild and loose. But so what happens right. is, is that you you got to have this, this, somebody has to lead and somebody has to follow. And, 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 and a lot of times the people that commit the crime don't want no Changes. They want things to stay, stay the way they are. So what happened? Right. There's leadership in cities and stuff like that. They have to make these decisions because the young people that could be in crime, they don't want to change things. So, so I, I commend uh, uh, these people for making these laws because 
it might not be fair, and it might not please everybody, but we have to start somewhere. Because we don't start somewhere, it will never be done. So, so, so even though our, um, rules and laws are made, but they're all, they're not always fair. And go back to brother Jason about the gun. Well, let me go. Let me say this. A lot of times they take the gun from the wrong people. The people that should take the gun from they don't. And people that are, people that are, are up, upstanding and abiding citizens, they don't bother them. Like how this young man that 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 uh, 19 years old was able to get all have those gun ammunition in his, in somebody's house and nobody questioned that. And I don't know. He, they they have never stated he had a job, but uh, uh, um, you know all the said that he was in school. He was he was a, he was a former student, and uh, uh, but he, he had all this ammunition. So do you know how much it costs to buy guns? And it's very expensive. So how can you attain that much uh, uh, stuff without uh, somebody seeing you or, or making a you know again, whoever? So so the, the government and the laws have a way of. Um, Getting guns from people that they want to get. For instance, like I say, not to be redundant, but uh, go back to where, like I say, years ago, years ago, when the when the Black Panther was was uh, uh, about uh, in the land, they always found out where the Black Panther was and shot him up and took the guns from them and put them in jail. But they never found the um, the Ku Klux Klan and all those other people. They never even found them. They never even looked for them. But then whenever the, the, the Black Panther um, they heard about the Black Panther, they all went looking for them and they shot them up. But they never shot up there. You had never heard uh, uh, the law enforcement shoot up any Klan rally or, or any Klan meeting. They never do it. Why? Because, again, there's, there's some people they go after and some they don't. And the law in this land is not fair, but, however, there's, uh, it, it, it's a way that we have to maneuver. And when we, when we get a break, we've got to take a break. And, uh, uh, and I hope something can happen where Brother Jesse can get his stuff back. But the thing is that some of us that has – Stuff like this. I just officially came a citizen of Georgia yesterday. I, I just turned my. I was so hurt. I had to turn my New Jersey license in yesterday. Oh man, I I took pictures of. I almost about to cry. My New Jersey license. I had almost nineteen seventy one. Had to turn them in, boy. You, you talking about like a kid getting me this toy? Oh man. So, so now, so, so now I got Georgia license. So guess what? So now. George, but the Georgia license entitled me to do so. Guess what? I never even had a gun, but everybody in here is packing. So guess what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to the courthouse and give me some papers, and I'm gonna be packing. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, they say I rather. Uh, Pastor Taylor, you say I rather be tried. By 12 and be carried by 6, I'm done. <laughs> Let me tell you all something about uh, Reverend Gardner. Reverend Gardner don't need no gun. Reverend Gardner is a country boy. Reverend Gardner is sharp as a cat raising chickens. He comes and comes to church with gaiters on and, 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 and uh, tailor-made suits. So, and he built like a horse, man. Let me tell you, this cat is like, and I say this a lot, you know, because I love it. I love it because he's such a gentle guy. But he's a gentle giant. He's about six three and a half. I, I, I don't know how much he weighs, but he's built like a horse. You know, he 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 can knock a cow out, and and, and the brother's sharp and gentle, so he don't need no gun. But I understand it, and that's what I'm saying. You know, digressing a moment. You know, I had to digress, but let me get back to it. You know, we need to limit the flow of illegal weapons, um, and and I say illegal because you know, as far as our our youth purchasing weapons. Uh, it should be illegal because 
in one national study um, of male, and this is why I say um, our, our youth are going to have an impact on it, <clears throat> in one national study of male high school sophomores and juniors, 50, 50% of the respondents reported that obtaining a gun would be little or no trouble. Here we go with this accessibility again. Even though the federal law bans most minors from possessing weapons, federal and state laws regarding gun sales should definitely be tightened so that fewer weapons are accessible to our youth because that is the whole issue. Our youth are obtaining weapons. Our youth are not emotionally um, mature enough. They have a lot of uh, emotional mismanagement uh, to have weapons of that sort. And we're talking about, think about it, um, right. sophomores and juniors, 15, 16, 17 years old. And therefore, consequently, it impacts individuals such as myself, such as everyone that's uh, on this uh, radio show right now, especially Jason, because Brother Jason has the one, is the one who, who's gone through the complication of it. Right. So exactly. it's really, it's really um, uh, again, these, uh, these laws need to be amended. Uh, Brother Carter, you know, we've been on for over an hour, and I just uh, want to ask you, can you take us to a, a station break real quick? Yes, we thank you for listening to In This Place, and we're a product of uh, the company 225CL, which is an entertainment entity. It's a black-owned entertainment business that is global, and we offer a variety of things on our, our website, which is T25CL.com. Check it out. We have uh, movies. We have uh, reading. We have Whatever kind of music that you're into, from jazz to hip hop to classical to whatever whatever genre genre of music that you would would appreciate, come and check us out. We and if you have somebody who's aspiring to be a singer or a musician, we welcome new entertainment uh, also. Uh, we also have various talk shows. On Monday, there's Compton Politics. Tuesday, Straight Talk with with the Hired Bunch. Wednesdays, Rosalind's Corner. We got Thursdays, Soul Vibrations. Saturday, Friday, Keys to the Kingdom. We even have a pet show, even in the background. You can hear the pet show. We also have Friday, Friday night. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. On Saturday, we have United. We stand with our with our um, with our our host. Andre Andre Ward, and we have um, in this place. So if you ever get a chance, just go to the website cl.com and check out all the entertainment entities that are on there. Thank you, thank you, Dickie Carter. And I'd like to welcome uh, you all back next Saturday, um, where we will have our Galaxy Radio uh, talk show chief on, who always has some very interesting commentary uh, to discuss. So um, we're going to sign off right now, but before we do that, um, I usually have another co-host on with me, but he's not here today. So I want to just, before I get to Reverend Gardner, throw it back to uh, Deacon uh, Brooks and, and, and just say, uh, ask you to start off. Do you have any last-minute uh, last um, commentary to, uh, to state before we uh, move on, Deacon? Well, Unfortunately, Deacon Brooks is not here today, but um, mm. in his in his absence, you know, I, I just wanted to say that you know we were talking about um, 
Reverend Reverend Gardner was talking about the um, the availability of guns in the inner cities, but who who's selling these guns to our youth in the inner cities? Um, more times more times out of ten, it's people either buying them illegally, connected right. with the NRA, or right. some other some other some other people outside yeah. of our community who are selling these right. guns and weapons to the inner right. city youth. So mm-hmm. if, until we take out not take out but take um, <coughs> take control or take uh, um, address the people at the top, the people at the bottom are still going to be able to get the guns. But um, I, I thank you today for listening to um, our radio program, and, and I hope that you uh, encourage other people to listen in. They can listen in yeah. after the show is off the air. You can go in and you can listen to today's broadcast. And if you have comments, invite them to come on and say something. I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody everybody nowadays has comments on um on something about this this gun issue, especially with um, the things that um, the guy in the White House is talking about. I mean, it affects us all. So we we need we need to stand up and take more action. Thank you, Deacon. I, and I like the way you put that, the guy in the White House, because you know it's very hard for me to um, give him um, a title. Um, but uh, Deacon Carter is absolutely right. These shows are recorded. And um, a lot of our listeners listen to it later um, at another time. If you'd like to do that, you can, uh, you know, hit me on Facebook or wherever, and I will give you the the directions uh, and the directives to download it or go to it and listen to it or share it at another time. Um, So I want to go right to Dee Dee real quick and ask Dee Dee, do you have any uh, parting statements, comments? and also ask the dog if the dog has anything else to say. <laughs> 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 Can we get a rough rough? <laughs> I just I just would like to say uh thank you very much for having me on today. Um thank you. as long as we all stay involved and do a little something on our end, it'll all work out. Thank you. Thank you, Didi, for that. And that's so true. That is so true. You know, we really need to be involved and we really need to stay involved. Thank you for that, Didi. That's um mm-hmm. that, that that's really pertinent. Um uh Brother Jason, do you have any uh parting uh statements or comments? I just wanna say thank you for having me. It's a long way back from recovery, but I'm just gonna take one day at a time and I'm gonna go back into church and continue mm-hmm. preaching and teaching the youth. Because mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing for five years. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it's at. Education is key mm-hmm. to our youth and getting involved right. and staying mm-hmm. involved and, and sharing the love. That's what mm-hmm. it's all boils down to. I'm not mad wow. that, that they took my guns. I'm not mad. I, I'm going to get them back and I'm going to express my, my right to have a gun. Because mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep a gun with me. That's how mm-hmm. we roll, and that's how it is. Wow, that, that's fantastic. That that was a nice parting statement, Jason. And, you know, because I agree with you, um, and, and Deacon Carter will attest to that, that I, I am all for um, uh, the Second Amendment to be amendment, uh, amended, 
I don't think that individuals uh, that has already been through the process uh, should have to be impacted by it. Um, but I think there need to be more restrictions. And if there were more restrictions, uh, we would have more responsible individuals that have guns in our home. Um, so I thank you for that, Brother Jason. I love you. And Didi, I love you. And uh, it, it, I just thank you guys for calling in. Please tune in again next uh, Saturday. Um, I want to go to Reverend Gardner and uh, ask him for any parting words. And then, Reverend Gardner, I'd like for you to pray us out. And please include my brother Jason in your prayer. Okay. And, and include um, Dow, excuse me, and include Dow's, Dow's uncle, who right now we forgot to, I forgot to mention it earlier, who right now is is in the hospital, and we we need to keep him in prayer also. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, on the way of a, a, a announcement, as far as young people, my church is getting ready to have a bus ride. And what the bus is going to do is, is take people down to Atlanta area where Dr. Martin Luther King and those places and show them history of things that they probably not even never heard of to, to show them that we do have, uh, we do belong to history. So, so, so this opportunity to show young people that you are somebody and, and you know, like, you know, kind of, you know, give them a little bit of something to, to look at besides um, shot up and broken down windows and stuff like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say, you know, there's a few things we can do, but the, one of the main things we can do is just pray because, uh, uh, you know, like it, it, society, it, society has uh, made us real tough. Like I, I'm going to say this, we have moved, this, this nation was built on biblical principles, founded on biblical principles. We have moved uh, from from that now. We don't we don't think about in God we trust anymore. We don't think about we don't move from um uh, same-sex marriage. We don't. We don't move to um, a lot of the states now. Um, you can you can go buy drugs now, marijuana. You know. You, so so it, it, everything that that used to be wrong now, they, the, the law is making it right now. And then if we as believers uh, don't hold on to our um, our faith, we're gonna be messed up and be caught up in that stuff. So we we gotta those that I know the word know know the Lord. We gotta hold hold tight to our confession. So in that, I, I'm, I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, thanks for everybody for listening. I appreciate uh, the comments and things that we have heard and seen, and I believe that that we're going to do and do the, do our best. Something will come out of that. I really, I really believe that. And um, thank you, Reverend Gardner. And I, I, I just want to say that we do have a couple more callers on from North Jersey. Uh, sometimes we have callers on who do not want to speak but just want to listen, and that's okay. okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I hope that those callers remain on. Uh, yeah. the uh, line and remain on this show as you pray us out. Okay. Uh, oh, merciful God, we thank you for this time that you allowed us to be over the airways. We thank you, Lord, for how you've been so kind and so merciful. And, Lord, you yet show yourself mighty and show yourself strong. We thank you, Lord, for how you give us a mind and a heart and a love for, your, for these, your people. We pray, Lord, that you will give us, continue to give us insight, wisdom, and knowledge, Lord, that we will continue yes. to cry for those things that are, are wrong. And, Lord, help us to do what's right. And, Lord, most of all, help us to, to depend on you. And, Lord, we will operate in your word and through your word. And your word, Lord, will be a, a lamp in our feet, light to our path. Father, we pray at this time that we will touch heart and mind and homes, that, that uh, 
someone has listened, listening, they will be touched. Someone would be encouraged. Someone want to go a little bit higher. Someone won't maybe want to do something in their community. But whatever it is, Lord, we pray that you would touch them. And, Lord, we, we have heard that there was some, some sick and some afflicted one along the way. So, Lord, we yeah. pray that you, would, that you would touch their heart and their mind. And, Lord, that they would be healed, delivered, and set free, Lord. Whatever illness they might have, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to heal and make them well again, Lord. And, Lord, let Amen. their heart and mind that they'll be comforted by you, Lord, and, Lord, that you will be with them. And, Lord, you say you never leave us nor forsake us. So, Lord, we are ever dependent on you, Lord, because you are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the one we look to in the time of trouble. You are our rock and our shield and our comforter, Lord. So, Lord, we pray at this time that you continue to touch the host of this show, Lord. You continue to touch the, the, the uh, co-host of this show. And Lord, all the ones that are listening to this show, Lord, that you continue, Lord, they will be encouraged, and they will tell others, Lord, that how this show is continuing to bless. And, and, Lord, if nothing else, Lord, we pray, Lord, that something we said again today, Lord, will lift yes. hearts and minds and souls. And, Lord, we give it to you and you alone, for you are worthy of all the praise and all the honor that do to you. So, Father, we say thank you, and we bless you, and we honor you. And we pray, the Lord, you will give us safety and travel mercy those that are traveling, Lord, and be with us all and all day long. And, and tomorrow, Lord, that we will be somebody, Lord, will be saved. Someone will be cried, Lord, what must I do to be saved? So, Lord, we thank you for this time of, of encouragement, the time of rejoicing, the time of exploring, the time that we have to share in one another. And most of all, Lord, let us not be, um, Lord, we don't want to say anything to hurt anybody to be negative. But, Lord, there's time that we share our point and our things that we feel is right or wrong, Lord, but we want to do it. It's not done in haste. It's not done to do evil. But, Lord, you said, uh, uh, we just want to be right by your people, and everything we say and done to be, you get the blessing and the glory. This we do ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, Reverend Gardner. I want to thank uh, all of you guys for calling in and being on this radio show. I especially want to give a shout-out and a Big giant thanks to Didi Panera, my my brother Jason Parker. Thank you all. I look forward yeah. to speaking with you again. Hopefully next Saturday. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you so much. With my whole heart. You're welcome. Hey, 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 I enjoy spending time with all of you. Yes. Hey brother. Yes. The gentleman yes, from Dallas. Is he the Dallas Cowboy fan? Got to ask Jason? that. He's from Houston. Houston. Oh, no, he's a Houston, Texas fan now. He's not a Cowboy fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, God bless you. We love you. You know All what? Right, I, always love, you. I always love it at the end because Reverend Gardner always interjects a bit of levity, a bit of humor at the end. You hear all the things like that. I love him for that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Y'all have, a, y'all have a blessed remainder of the weekend, okay? You all do the same. All right. Thank you. Now. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.